Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. If you know God and you trust God, you understand that God has promised to take care of your kids and your grandkids, and God has promised to provide for you, to lead you. So yes, you should be diligent. Yes, you should work hard, but the motivation for doing that would, well, it should be to honor God and to be able to have an abundance so that you can share with somebody else, because there will always be, according to Jesus, people who need help. It's hard to be generous if you are worried about where your next meal will come from. You can't freely give if you are uncertain about the future. As Pastor Robert teaches today, when you fully trust God to provide, your motivation for earning money shifts from taking care of your family to seeking out opportunities to be generous. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast, subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of Acts chapter 4, as he continues his message, Ananias and Sapphira. There's a big difference between Christianity and socialism. And that difference makes them completely incompatible with each other. Why do I say that? Well, because the big difference between socialism and Christianity is that socialism requires everybody to relinquish ownership and work for the benefit of society, thereby eliminating generosity. It's so critical that we see this. So critical that we see this. Listen, let me give you an example. You know, my wife's from Denmark, and the Danes, they get a lot right, okay? They made a decision as a nation decades ago that there were certain things they were willing to pay for. Free health care, which is not exactly true. Everybody's paying for it because their taxes are through the roof. Minimum is like... 52%, I think, income tax. That's where it starts. It goes up from there. But see, here's the thing. They really do get a lot of services. They are a nation, a nation of 5 million people. See, what that means is we have more people living in Dade, Broward, and Palm Beach than they have living in the whole country. Let me say that again. We have more people living in Dade, Broward, and Palm Beach counties than Denmark has in the whole country. And they are almost completely one tribe. Do you understand? There's not the kind of diversity of cultures that we have here. There is some diversity just within the last 25 or 30 years, but not like we have in the United States. There are a lot of reasons that what they have there 
wouldn't work here. It just wouldn't. But here's the thing that I want you to see. And, and I, love, I love the way they've got it going. I love the way it works. But, but here's a byproduct that you have to notice. See, many years ago, it's probably 20 years ago, Elizabeth's dad, my father-in-law, they were staying with us. They came over to visit for a month. And we were sitting in front of the television watching the news one evening. And, and there had been a house fire. Somebody's house had burned down here in South Florida. And so the newscasters were talking about it, you know, the tragedy, da da da, da and, and, but the, the neighbors were contributing food and clothing and helping out and doing these different things. And, and my father-in-law, in the middle of this, he looks over at me and he said, is that normal? And I said, what, house fires? What are you asking about? And he said, no, that the neighbors, the people in the community contributing money and clothes and food. And, and I said, yeah, that's pretty normal. Why? He said, because that would never happen in Denmark. And I said, why not? Because the, the Danish people are, are generally just sweet, kind. I'm like, why wouldn't it happen in Denmark? He said, because the government does it. We know that the government's going to do it. We don't have to worry about them. There's no concern because the government's going to do it. You lose something anytime you give, and, and I, you can't really even say giving because under a socialist system, it's taken away. You see, with Christianity, the Spirit of Christ and our, our love for Him causes us to want to live generously, to be compassionate. You're not required by God to give away your personal possessions, but you are taught by Him to put the needs and interests of others before your own. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 28, the Bible says, Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give to him who has need. Now listen, again, we've explored that one because most people don't work to enable generosity. Most people, the motivation for working is, man, i got to take care of my family. I've got to provide for my kids. I want to you know, have something for my grandkids. But the Bible actually says that, no... If you know God and you trust God, you understand that God has promised to take care of your kids and your grandkids, and God has promised to provide for you, to lead you. So yes, you should be diligent. Yes, you should work hard, but the motivation for doing that would, well, it should be to honor God and to be able to have an abundance so that you can share with somebody else. Because there will always be, according to Jesus, People who need help. The poor will always be among you. There will always be people who need some help. People who are not quite as, you know, intellectually equipped as you are. People who physically are simply not quite as adept. My dad was always so frustrated with me because my dad could do anything with his hands. He could take anything apart, and if he could take it apart, he could put it back together. Now, if you give me enough time, I can usually figure out how to take something apart, but I don't promise to be able to put it back together. 
my dad couldn't believe that. He's like, if you can take it apart, you can put it back together. I said, no, if you can take it apart, you can put it back together, but I'm going to have some leftover stuff nine times out of 10. That's just, that's not the way I'm wired. Think this through with me just real quick. Okay. Real quick. What does it mean to steal? Let him who stole steal no longer. What does that even mean? What does that even mean? It means, think it through, it means that the Scriptures tell us God affirms ownership. You with me? Because if nobody owns anything, it ain't stealing. It's community property, right? You got it. I like it. I'm going to take it. I'm bigger than you. And, I mean, nobody owns anything anyway. No, no, no. See, the Bible says, don't think like that. Ownership is biblical. Ownership is biblical. Now, what happens when the government comes in and takes half or three quarters because this group over here says that group over there has too much? It's stealing. According to the Bible, it's, that's just stealing. No, but it's not fair. It's stealing this book, Christian Reflections, C.S. Lewis, a bunch of essays he wrote back in the 30s and 40s. He wrote some really interesting stuff that applies to this. That I would encourage you to, to get that book and, and read a little bit. He talks about the fact that our mindset so often is centered here instead of taking a step back and thinking about Truth. The subject of goodness. Where do, where do we even get the idea of goodness and fairness? And one of the things that he talks about that's so interesting in his portion on the Psalms, he talks about the fact that many times we think of God's judgment in a criminal sense. And so we fear it. Whereas the Jews and the psalmists, when you look at what they thought about judgment, they were thinking about it more in the civil sense, and they were looking forward to it. Because one day, God's going to balance the books. But that's not your job. Thanks for joining us today for Main Thing Radio. Pastor Robert will have more to share from this study in Acts when you tune in again. For now, though, you can explore more of Pastor Robert's teachings online at MainThingRadio.com. Do you live in Miami? If so, you're invited to join us at Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach on Sundays for our weekly services. We gather at 9 and 11 a.m. and at 1 p.m. for worship and Bible study. If you're not able to join us in person, we still would love to have you be part of our church family. Join us online for each service. We'll be live streaming on our church website. You'll find out more and be able to connect at MainThingRadio.com. Just click on About to find a link to our church homepage. We offer Spanish translation at some of our services as well. Visit our website to learn more. We'll also be streaming on Facebook Live. Just search for Calvary Miami Beach and be sure to like our page for the latest updates. We also invite you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search for Calvary Miami Beach. 
We'd love to hear from you too. Give us a call at 305-531-2730. When you call, please let us know if we can be lifting you up in prayer. That number again is 305-531-2730. That's all for today. Tune in next time for more right here on Main Thing Radio.